When it comes to matters of your heart, yeah, you should probably listen to it, which is why you're here. Welcome to Listen to Your Heart, a relationship, dating, and yes, sex podcast. And now your hosts, Pat and Carla. How's it going? Hey, Carla. Hey, everyone, for listening to her, this is Pat and Carla. Uh, so, Carla, how have you been lately? Oh, my gosh. I have been amazing. Uh, ridiculously busy. Um, I've been traveling quite a bit. Um, did a trip to, let's see, New Orleans in July. I think we've talked since then. Did a yeah. family trip to Vegas and then another trip to Vegas with my girlfriend last well girlfriend not girlfriend um one of my friends that is a girl um last weekend we had an amazing time we went to the mob museum went to a chris angel show we had an amazing time um and just got back sunday and now getting back in the swing of things my son started high school this week so uh, life has been pretty crazy lately it's august are they really starting school in august yeah and well, actually, August is like halfway over, in all fairness, but they're really starting in August. Yeah. When do they start where you are? Um, Normally, they start near September or late August. Oh, wow. Yeah. So that's quite interesting. And I guess every state has a different way of doing things for school, I guess. Well, we have friends, their kids are in year-round schools. And they start started in like early mid July, so their summer breaks are. My so actually, we used to live where they live, and my son did year round school, and their summer break was only like a month long before they went back, and it was really a great setup. <laughs> oh, geez, that is interesting. But obviously, for a year round school, you get longer breaks, correct? Exactly. Yeah, and that's what made it really nice was that. We had lots more time throughout the year to do stuff, especially when other kids were still in school. So we enjoyed that system. We're kind of bummed that um, we don't have that here, but that's okay. <laughs> uh, true. I mean, so what's been going on with you? Uh, yeah, so what's going on with me? Um, let's see. I went on a date last week, and it just didn't go well. Well, I'm going to give this girl a name. She, I'm going to call her Red Dress because... She was um, well, wearing a red dress when we went out. We were supposed to meet at one place that we agreed upon. Then me being, well, an idiot, I um, sent her to the wrong place, thinking that we were supposed to meet at a different place. So since I had like a well, more open view with less kids running around, she was like, okay, I'll go to the place where you are we met there it was this very interesting place called the poor tap room where you pour beer by yourself and while you um give a card to the person who's the cashier you um they run up a tab for how much ounces you're pouring 
it's a very interesting way of pouring beer, and I love beer. So it's a very good way to get my beer. And I bought myself a few beers, bought her a couple beers, and we did well for the first part of our date. We ended up playing this woodblock game called Jenga. Oh, I love that. So that was pretty good. Then we were kind of getting hungry, so we were like, oh, there's this barbecue place right next door, literally. So after we finished our drinks, we went to the barbecue place, and we had a pretty good conversation going. Felt like we were going to go for a second date, but a few days later, she texted me saying, like, oh, I found someone with a better chemistry, so I'll pursue that instead of going towards you. And we mutually parted ways, so it wasn't all that bad. That's a little bit of a bummer, though. It's uh, Especially if you kind of, like, if you were really into her. Oh, we were into each other, like, somewhat, but it was up in the air whether or not if we wanted to do a second date. And she was a little bit older than me, so... Let's see. I was I'm 31. She was 42. And we both didn't want kids, so we're just like, all right, let's go out and have fun. Once we matched on the dating app Hinge. Oh, mm-hmm. um, by the way, I'm back on dating apps cuz I just wanted to keep going with the flow cuz you know, I'm dating. So we'll just see how it keeps going for my dating apps that I'm on. Oh, very cool. Have you had any luck since then? Um, up and down. Just the thing that's just frustrating with the dating game is getting left on red. Oh, I could see that. Okay. And we'll put that for another episode for getting left on red and how to handle that. <laughs> but in better news, I got my vasectomy this weekend. My how are you feeling? Oh, I'm feeling much better. So I, what was the, do you mind, is it too much to ask? If oh, I ask no. you to share like how the process was for you? Oh, okay, so for the process, I've been single for recently two years. And part of the reason why is because, well, I didn't want kids and my girlfriend at the time wanted to. So it just kind of got me thinking of, you know, I really just want this child-free lifestyle. So I talked to my urologist about it, and he gave me the talk of pretty much what my parents were going to talk to me about. Like, oh, are you really thinking about this decision? And I got it through, like, yes, I do not want kids in my life, and that's my choice. And both my doctor and my family respected that. So this coming up, this past weekend, my father came up to take care of me because, well, we haven't spent time together in a while, so he just wanted to come up and hang out with me. So he came up, and funny as as it is, as soon as he got off the plane from the airport, I had to take him straight down to Metallica show, which was happening the night that he came. Mm-hmm. So I I asked him if he wanted to go to this Metallica show the night of him coming to Buffalo. He's like, oh, okay, sure. And we got good enough seats and we had a good time. So pretty much 
the first last night of me celebrating with seeds was me going to Metallica. <laughs> nice. And, and this was out of his element. So normally, he listens to the Dead and Bruce Springsteen. So him going to Metallica for the first time, it was a game changer. The last time he actually saw Metallica was for Mariano Rivera's um, Jersey Celebration, where Enter Sandman was his like walkout song. Uh huh. So they um, played. So Metallica came to play a Yankee scene for this one song, Enter Sandman, for him. And that was the last time he actually saw Metallica. So for the first time seeing them in, in show, it was a game changer. Oh, that's really rad. Oh, my gosh. Oh, yes, it was. And well, going for, forward for um, when I told him about it because I was going to be gone for a few days because I needed to recover and all. I had an interesting amount of support from my co-workers and of course I got the oh you'll you'll meet the right one and your opinion will change but I was very certain on my decision. I voiced my reason why and of course that everyone respected that so I definitely knew I was going to get support from my co-workers but it's also something that's very reversible so it's you know if something does happen and for some reason you do change your mind you're allowed to do that it's um everybody treats vasectomies like it's such a permanent thing but it's really not and that's kind of the beauty of it is that you're allowed to change your mind right and um I am glad that it was my body and my choice, and I liked how easy it was to get the vasectomy. They had that medication where it just knocked me right out for them to do the procedure. Mm-hmm. And they were very good with me. Um, the doctor was good, um, numbing me up, pretty much putting knocking me out. The nurses there were helpful for me getting the procedure done, and I'm glad I got the vasectomy done oh that's amazing yeah my husband had it done a few weeks ago and he said it was really an amazing experience like not amazing it wasn't great but he said that it wasn't nearly as bad as people he had talked to who said that it was like this whole like painful thing that he was really just kind of prepared for something so much worse than um than what it actually was all right and it was a pretty interesting experience, especially for those who guys who want to get a vasectomy. It was a very interesting time, and I'm glad I did it. How was your recovery? Um, my recovery is pretty good. I recovered in a good amount of time. Last night, I felt a little not too great, so I just called off from work saying, like, hey, guys, I just need an extra day before coming in, and they were totally good with that. So all in all, I, it was a good experience for me getting a vasectomy. That's really cool. Um, yeah, I think that more men should be considering it. And um, it's interesting. I'm hoping that more men consider it. Just because with all the laws, and we won't get into all that right now, but things right. are becoming so so precarious for women that it's really it's hard to know what things are going to happen. 
But on a happier note, what are we talking about today? I don't even know if this is really a happier note, but what are we going to talk about today? All right. <laughs> on a happier note, today we're going to talk about gaslighting. So not a happier note. I got it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it's this thing I commonly see um, throughout these Facebook groups I'm in, Twitter, and I would just like to talk about it. Like, where does it come from? Like, what is it with these guys where they just can't take the hint that, all right, the girl isn't into you. Just leave it be. But of course, the guy has to take it one step further and victim blame the girl. For... So let's let's backtrack mm-hmm. because I agree with what you're saying, but I think it goes both ways. So let's just, let's... um. Let's gender, gender neutralize this because this is something that I see as many women doing to men as men doing to women. So it's more of like a people, people thing. Uh, so I think on your side of things, you may see it as men doing it to women, but I see women doing it just as much as men. All right. And I don't like the behavior at all, just saying, because it's just too much like victim blaming and it's just. It's a messy situation. Yeah. And uh, okay, so let's start with this because as a therapist, I know quite a bit about gaslighting and I see it in my practice quite a bit. So, how much do you know about what gaslighting is? Do you know the history of it, of where Um, the term comes from? Here and there. um, Or right now, I have the article from Psychology Today. Yes. So, that gives me some background. So, let me tell you because. I had never heard what it was, and I learned a few years ago that gaslighting comes from, it was originally a play in the 30s, and then it became a movie in the 40s, and it was called Gaslight, and um, what it was is in the movie, this guy wanted to separate from his wife, and in order to do so, he tried to convince her that she was crazy, and he would loosen the bulb in the gaslight that was in... um, either in their bedroom or the attic, I forgot where it was, but he would loosen it and it would make her question what reality was to make her lose, feel like she was losing, losing grip of reality. So that's the history of it, um, of the term gaslighting. So let's talk about what psychology today has to say about it. All right. So it says, where does gaslighting begin? When a relationship with a gaslighter may seem to start out quite well, they may praise the victim on the first date and immediately confined in them. Such as disclosure before any intimacy has been established, establishes trust quickly. It's part of a tactic known as love bombing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The more quickly a victim becomes enamored, or I said that wrong. Yeah, no, you said it right. Enamored, oh. yeah. And the more quickly the phrase of manipulation can begin. Yes. And a lot of times what happens with gaslighting, it occurs in what tends to be a narcissist um, empath situation. And narcissists are very drawn to empaths, people who are very open emotionally, who not, who um, are more open with their feelings and their emotions and who are more sensitive to the emotions of others. And narcissists tend to take advantage of that. And whenever they're in control, life is good, things are going well, 
But a lot of times what will start to happen is the other person in the relationship will feel like they're being taken advantage of, they're being manipulated, they're being hurt, and they'll stand up for themselves. And what happens then is in order to maintain control, the narcissist in the relationship will start to gaslight and say, well, no, you're wrong. That's not how it happened. And it causes people to question who they are, what they believe. Um, these fundamental truths about ourselves become not so much truths, but questions in our minds once we're in that um, abusive situation. And there is no doubt in my mind that gaslighting is abuse. It's a way of controlling another party, and it's abusive. It's emotionally manipulative. Right. In a previous relationship, I won't say which one, but okay, I'll say my first relationship. Did it accidentally once? I mean, I kind of um, yelled at my ex over something not so great, and I did it once over something stupid, and she was crying about it, and I felt really bad that I did that. Like, with my ADHD, I get mood swings from time to time. Mm-hmm. And after I did it, after like one minute of realizing, okay, I did something wrong, I was like, okay, I'm never doing that again. That was really bad on me. Luckily, she forgave me. But all in all, I gaslighting is just not really worth doing ever. No, and one thing I want to point out is it's not even something that we see on a romantic relationship level. This happens at all levels of relationships, professionally, personally. I've seen, I mean, we had, I don't want to get political because that's not where we usually go with things, but we had a president mm-hmm. who was notorious for gaslighting people and his administration and the people who worked for him. It was, um, yeah, it was terrible. But again, it goes back to this power dynamic of needing to be in control and, and work situations. I've seen it so much. Uh, when I was in the military, I saw it a lot, the leadership. Um, but it's, I think it's more harmful when it comes to romantic relationships. Right. Another thing I was going to say is the term gaslighting. Um, okay, this is a, kind of a side tangent, but I'm seeing a lot of mental health phrases being tossed around on TikTok and in social media. And it's making me lose my fucking mind because I'm a mental health professional. I've been doing this and I hear people, my own daughter included, who will go, oh, well, it triggered my fight or flight. And I was like, well, no, it didn't. It just kind of like bugs you a little or, oh, my gosh, I'm so OCD or um, just using things like that. And gaslighting is another one of those things that people are using the hell out of without really understanding the serious implications of what that means to say that someone is gaslighting you because it is a very serious assertion. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And I agree. And so what if we can talk about the gaslighter tat- tactics? Yeah. Right. So a gaslighter initially will lie about the simple things. Then the volume of misinformation grows. And a gaslighter may accuse the victim of lying or he or she questions the narrative. They typically deploy occasional positive reinforcement to confuse the victim, but at the same time, they may attempt to turn others against the victim, 
even their own friends and family by telling them that the victim is lying or delusional. Mm-hmm. So, back to what you're saying about that movie Gaslight. Yes, like literally manipulating the victim. Yeah, because it's it makes them like question so many things um, when you're in, and it really like it throws the other person off, kind of like off kilter. Because if you imagine being in a relationship with someone and being in an argument and saying, "This is how I felt," this is, and not even really accusing them, but just asserting that, "Hey, what you did hurt me." For someone to turn around and say, no, I did not hurt you. I didn't do this. And after a while, it chips away at someone's self-esteem and their self-confidence. And they truly start to doubt their own thinking. And that's where it gets really dangerous. And it creates a codependency. Because the gaslighter will make it see, will make the, the person who's being gaslit feel like they don't have a grasp on reality. Oh, well, you need me in your life to help you really understand things. And that's what perpetuates this cycle of abuse and, um, and gaslighting. And it's so harmful. Right. And some people may ask, how do you know you've been gaslit? And it's pretty, how else can we put this? Um, well, as we've said before, um, what the gaslighter tactics is, is just like insist that, well, that the victim is wrong instead of like actually owning up to their own mistakes. Mm-hmm. So pretty much like gaslighting, how to know when you're being gaslighted, pretty much you feel like everything is your fault. Like, mm-hmm. and the gaslighter is literally like blaming you for his or her problems instead of owning up to it. Yes, exactly. And um, what's interesting is there's a quote that I heard from Louis C.K. a few years ago that really just kind of applies to this situation and the situation of having like someone who's um, experiencing gaslighting is that when someone tells you that you hurt them, you don't get to tell them that you didn't. So when someone expresses how something made you feel you don't get to tell them how to feel um, as uncomfortable as it is Um, and that's that was a quote that I'd always just kind of stuck with I was like oh gosh that makes a whole lot of sense hey you can't really change a person how they feel or don't feel that's just how it is like okay so let me ask you this question so (laughs) if you had a friend that you saw that they were experiencing gaslighting in a relationship how would you handle it um i would tell the person like listen if this is going to happen so even gaslighting you just feel very oh what's like vulnerable like meaning um you're just not in a great state of mind try and talk to someone and see if you're really happy or not because if it happened once it's probably going to happen once again and mm-hmm. I think about to this um, friend I am friends with on Twitter where she um, posts a lot of stuff about her boyfriend being an asshole, but then I tell her, you know, you're just letting this happen over and over again. Unless you do something about it, it's going to be like the same old story over and over again. Mm-hmm. But of course, it's her relationship, so 
I can't do anything about it. If is that wants... hard for you to see her remain in that situation? It is at times, but you know, she's a grown adult, so it it's really like her relationship, if you can call it that. As this one Twitter follower commented on the one time she was complaining about her um, boyfriend at the time, she's like, you're really just staying in the sake of a relationship just for the sake of being in a relationship. And yeah. So hopefully someday she'll wise up and move out of this relationship instead of being with a gaslit boyfriend because he just keeps victim blaming her for all this random stuff. I'm like, you're not even happy anymore. Like, take it for me. I'm single and I'm happy as I can be being in not being in a relationship, but for you just being in the same old cycle, you have to do something about it or else it's just going to keep being not so happy. So I just hope soon enough she gets the help she needs to. But other than that, I can't do much about it. And that's the difficult thing about seeing a friend in that situation where gaslighting is happening because they already don't trust themselves they don't trust their own thoughts their own judgments and they will put all their faith into the other person and it takes a long time for get them for them to get to the point where they start to see that hey things aren't the way they should be but they've also been told all along that they can't trust their own thoughts or feelings so it creates this um this dilemma of am I the one that's being difficult or is there really a problem and just kind of going from there and trying to rationalize it. Right. Exactly. Um, so another question that gaslighting ever unintentional. Is it ever unintentional? Yes. Um, uh, yeah, I think so. I think it can be. Sometimes we say things that we don't mean to say and, there's obviously a big difference between knowing when you're wrong or no, actually, let me take that back. And of course, we're humans. We make mistakes. But the thing is, we have to know right from wrong. Like, okay, I know I did this wrong before. I'm not doing it again. So really, people have to know, like, okay, are you doing this intentionally or not? Yeah, and it's more of like the... In- so what's interesting about this is um, the intent. We talk a lot about intention and mm. intention means that you're consciously doing it. And a lot of time gaslighting happens at the subconscious level because that's where narcissism resides is at the subconscious level. Um, no one, no one thinks in themselves, I am a narcissist and I'm going to do this thing. And which is why narcissism is, narcissism is so difficult is because it's one of the mental illnesses where the, the the person does not see that they have a problem because they see nothing wrong with anything that they do. It's their ego protecting itself. It's a very fragile ego. So I think and the gaslighting goes along with narcissism almost like it's when you have one, you have the other. It's a smoke and fire kind of thing. Um, but they're not doing it intentionally to be cruel or to be hurtful. They're doing it because it's part of their behavior patterns. Mm-hmm. Um, which makes treating it very difficult. Right. And regardless of the gaslighter's level of self-awareness, 
the behavior is never acceptable, and the ignorance of the phenomenon should not be accepted with any excuse of manipulative actions. So yes, the gaslighter really has to own up to his his or her ex- like level of awareness and get the help they need to be like, okay, this is not okay for victim blaming. And they have to, you know, move on and learn from it. Yeah, and I think what's interesting about confu- when we say victim blaming, victim blaming is often a very conscious thing. It's trying to rationalize why something bad would happen to someone um, in order to make someone feel less guilty about it, the thing happening to them. With gaslighting, it's not so much denying or rationalizing what happened to them. It's making them question that anything happened at all or like their version of the truth. So if you have like a rape situation, um, victim blaming would be like, what are you, what were you wearing? Where were you? Were you drunk? That kind of thing. Whereas, well, it wasn't rape. It was consensual, consensual and you were going along with it and you were having a great time. You seemed to like it, things like that. So it's not so much saying you were asking for it. It was saying that this did not happen, that it was that your version of reality and the truth is not what's really true. I think that's a good way as you put it. Yeah, I like the way you just put that. Well, I do talk about this topic quite a bit. So yeah. <laughs> it's, um, and it's an interesting topic because um, it happens to a lot of people. And narcissism is something that a lot of people still don't understand. It's only in the past 15, 20 years that psychology has really started to understand what narcissism truly is and what that means and um, the effects of that. And now that we truly kind of understand from there, it makes it easier mm. to, to help people out of those situations. All right, that's true. Um, so who becomes a gaslighter? Who do you think would become a gaslighter? I mean, honestly, everyone has the potential to be a gaslighter. And uh, honestly, I think everyone has at some point because it's very easy to deny someone's truth because it's very difficult for us. But I would love to know. So I can tell you narcissists mainly, but I think everyone has the capacity and the capability to gaslight. What does psychology today say? Um, so they say um, someone who employs this tactic often as a personality disorder, narcissist personality disorder, and psych- psychopath chief. Psychopathy. Among- yeah. okay. Yes. Chief among them. What else? Manipulators also have a tendency to present once, once, sorry, tendency to present one face to their prey and another to the rest of the world, leading victims to pursue, to assume what they ask for help or speak out. No one will believe what they have been manipulative or emotionally abused. Yes, I agree. Yeah. It's um, and that's the thing that there's gaslighting. There are different stages of gaslighting, and another part where I see that getting confused. And again, this goes back to people throwing this term around very loosely and saying gaslighting, gaslighting. We, whenever we use that term so 
so frequently, it uh, it becomes like the boy who cried wolf. That it it it, it, it um it takes away the legitimacy of what it actually means because like I said before, we've all denied someone's truth at some point, like whether we meant to or not in order to protect ourselves and say, no, that's not what I meant to do. Or no, Blake, that's not what happened at all. It could be interpreted as a form of gaslighting. So I think at some point everyone's done it just because it's the subconscious mind, it's the ego, it's some kind of protection mechanism, but gaslighting in itself by definition is a prolonged um, influence of someone to make them question their own reality all right yes okay i can agree with that so last topic we'll cover for a second today what is the difference between gaslighting and narcissism um well gaslighting is a tactic employed by narcissists. But mm. Again, tell me what psychology today says, because I'm always interested. All right. Gaslighting can be part of narcissistic personality, but it's not a core trait of narcissistic personality disorder. A narcissist, narcissist may be self-promoting and feel superior to others. A gaslighter aims to make another person question their own self-value okay okay well it makes me feel better to know i'm kind of on point with most things that the knowledge is still there it's been a long time since i've been in school so this makes me feel better (laughs) yes so yeah what you brought up was an interesting point is that gaslighting sounds very severe and very damaging and oftentimes it's it doesn't equate to yelling or aggressive behavior, it's almost this like very insidious, um, very kind manipulation where that makes it so much harder to identify because the uh, perpetrator in this case will say, oh, no, no, that's not what happened. You just misunderstood it that way. Or I didn't mean it that way. What I meant was this, or this is what I actually did. And this is how you feel. So it almost makes it seem like they're coming from a place of concern Instead of just saying, like, instead of bullying someone into believing that the other person is better or whatever. Right. And obviously I learned that from, I learned that from early on that it was wrong. And, you know, you just have to own up to your mistakes. And we're all humans, we make mistakes. But if the pattern continues, that's when you very, very likely need help. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, and the so, sad reality is a lot of people don't get help when they're in that situation, either as the abuser or the victim. And, you know, I'm proud of myself for knowing, like, early on, like, okay, this is wrong. I really don't like making my girlfriend cry because, well, that's really not what you want to do. But I owned up to my mistakes and I apologized to my girlfriend at the time and I grew from it. And that's honestly like, let's be real. That's what relationships are about, right? You're not going to be the same person when you come into a relationship as you are even day to day that we all learn, we grow, we do better. Um, But some people by design just kind of lack that ability to do so. And that's what makes it really hard is that 
if you don't see anything wrong with your behavior, you'll never need to change it or never want to change it or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, I agree on that. So for the last um, little one, pa- couple of paragraphs I'll read off from this is leaving a gas lighter. Um, so the primary goal of gas lighters is to keep the victim hooked. If a victim disagrees with or questions their abuser, he or she may want to take themselves seem as if they themselves are being victimized by their targets. Ultimately, they may try to lure the partner back with a positive reinforcement. Many people eventually find a way to escape a gaslighter's influence, leaving the manipulator to search for a new target. Often they already have another victim in mind. So, yes, better way is to, if this gaslighter isn't changing, leave him or her. Mm-hmm. You don't need that kind of abuse in your relationship. Obviously, relationships have their ups and downs, but gaslighting just isn't healthy for any relationship. No, not at all. And there is a way some people to see that because they get so comfortable in a relationship and um, when their self-esteem is at an all-time low, uh, then it makes it even more difficult for them to want to climb out of a relationship that's that's detrimental because they don't see it as de- detrimental because their perpetrator has told them that they can't trust their own feelings. Right. And, and the last thing on for this article, how does gaslighting change a victim? Um, God, in a lot of ways. I mean, it's kind of what I just talked about was it makes them question their reality. Yes, yes, it does. And um, the thing that really sticks out to me for this last part is the experience may make the victim never want to be in a relationship again. And I think that can be very true for like the victim blaming, uh, just Everything and all. It's just, yeah, when the victim can be changed forever from this gaslighting. So, the pe- people who've gaslit before, they have to be like, okay, you're victim blaming that person, make them feel just manipulative, um, just not making them feel good overall. They may not want to be in a relationship ever again because, well, you hurt them way too many times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so, that they they have a hard time trusting other people because they have a hard time trusting themselves. Yeah. So, all in all, just gaslighting is just uh, overall bad. And hopefully, for the people who've gaslit in the past, they can get the help they need to like realize, okay, what they did is wrong. And what they did to their partner was just very wrong as well. I totally agree. I completely agree. <sighs> All right. Um, I guess that'll do it for today's episode of Gaslighting. Uh, thank you, Carly, for joining me again. <laughs> no problem. I always have such a great time. Thanks for having me on. Yep. Um, 
in a couple of weeks, if you want to come back on and we can discuss about Adam Sandler rom-coms. Oh, I would love to. I'm always down for that one. Oh, yeah. So stay tuned in a couple of weeks and Carla will rejoin me and we're going to talk about Adam Sandler rom-coms. I would love that. Thank you so much. I can't wait to do it again. Thanks, Pat. Right. Thank- thanks, everyone, for joining us. Um, John and Carla signing off. Thanks. Bye. Bye.